Welcome to Vision the Visible Podcast. I'm Amber. And my name is Derica. And we're two sisters working in corporate America. We're also independent travel advisors. So Derica, tell us about what Vision the Visible is. Well, everything starts with the mind. Thoughts become visions, visions become dreams, and it takes faith to make those dreams visible. So we're just two girls trying to live out our dreams. Right. With this podcast, we'll be talking about faith, entertainment, travel, entrepreneurship, trending topics, and so much more. So with that being said, let's jump right into this episode. Hey, 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 guys. I'm Amber. And I am Derica. Welcome back to the Vision of Visible podcast. So glad you guys made it today. Oh, we got an exciting, exciting episode for you guys. We're ready to unpack all of that. But first, let's talk about our week. Derica, what did you do this weekend? Or this past week, I guess. Okay, so this weekend, I went to go see Creed. Three. Yes. All right. I had yes. to go show my support. And um, first of all, I never, ever go to the movies by myself. Oh, yeah. You don't. Never. This is my first time ever in my whole entire life that I've gone to a theater by myself. And I didn't want to... Amber had with her husband. Right. Okay. So I really wanted to go see it, and I didn't, didn't want to be a third wheel. Didn't want to be a third wheel, and I know we're gonna probably discuss it on the podcast. So I was like, I gotta get prepared. So I'm gonna just go ahead and just suck it up and go by myself. So they had reserved seating. All right. So I'm like, okay, cool. Me, I know I run a smidget like late. Like I kind of like know exactly how long it'll take me sometimes to get to get somewhere. But I would, I would like have no wiggle room, like yeah. I eat all the free time. So when I reserved my my seat, I said, let me go ahead and get concessions too, because I know that I don't want to stand that long line, right? Right, because it's like opening weekend. So I got my ticket on the app, went ahead and, and got my food scheduled, whatever. So I said the movie started at twelve forty-five, right? So. I said, I will schedule my food for 12.55, all right? So I get there at 12.50, and I go to my assigned seat, and uh-huh. it's dark in there now. And I'm like, I, I don't see a seat right here where I'm supposed to be, because somebody's already sitting down, a, a man and his wife, right? They're uh-huh. already sitting down. Yeah. So the man says to me, he was like, um, what seat? No, are you looking for? I was like, uh, G1. And he had a smirk on his face. And he kind of like, oops. He got like, you know, moved down one, him and his wife. <laughs> but I see that they have popcorn and a Coke. What? Which, which is what I had ordered. Oh, my And they're goodness. eating the popcorn. Oh. And I'm looking like, wait a minute. So they, he in the wrong they, 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 Yeah, they moved they, down. They moved down. And they and eat the popcorn. Eating, eating the popcorn. And then the wife grabs her some more popcorn. Oh, shoot. And I'm like, <laughs> so I no, said, you didn't. so I said, are you eating my popcorn? And he gets this smirk like, 
no. And I'm like, okay. I bet you so were boiling in. I was boiling. So I'm like, you ate it. You in the wrong seat. Yeah. And my, my food, feet, my yeah. food coming to me. They supposed to be here when I get here. Yeah. So, so I'm like, okay. What's going on here? So I'm sitting there watching the previews, but I'm still getting kind of heated inside. And more than so, eat that popcorn. Yeah. And I'm like, I, so I asked the man again. I said, are you eating my popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he said, no. He was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, man. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm tripping. I said, let me look in the app to see if there's some kind of communication saying it's been delivered. Yeah. On the way. Something, right? Yeah. And so what it was like at this, at this point, it was like twelve fifty something, right? Mm-hmm. Not quite twelve fifty five what I had said in the app. And the movie, you know, the previews are going on. So finally, I see people coming in at the bottom of the theater with food and they're serving those people. And I'm like, okay, where is my food? Then this woman comes on our row who was not dressed like a worker there. Really? I don't know what she had on, but she had a whole bunch of crap in her hands and it was not like trays of food, right? Uh-huh. And she passes by them and said, oh, y'all already got y'all food. And then she comes to me. She said, this is your food? I'm like, yes. She had my Coke and she had some popcorn. And you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> I was like, oh my. So, you, you know. About to, you about to like get mad. I was getting, I was getting mad. Because he, he was giving like these little smirks and like, you know, like, <laughs> no, like, I'm going to keep eating this. You screwed. Like, you got here late. So I'm going to eat your popcorn. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going to tell you. Because I'm like, if, if this 255 had passed by and they still have given my food, I was going to go outside and talk to somebody and, and get a refund. Yes. Something. This man is messing up my him and his date. Good time, my my meet my first time on a date with myself. Yeah, I don't occasion. do that. A special occasion when you you messing it up, sir. And I pre-ordered my popcorn pre-ordered. and my coat. Pre-ordered, okay, for but, it to be ready when I get there. Yeah, I'm like, and here you yeah. are in my seat, in my seat with a smirk, eating the same order I got. Yes, popcorn and the coat combo. And then you act like I ain't you. She's like, <laughs> no. Thank God it was yes, not yours. And see, also, Ooh. here's a lesson. Just be patient. Yeah. It may work out in your favor. And I could favor. have gotten more upset. I could have, you know what I'm saying, confronted him. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. And it could have been even more contention. Yeah. But, you know, you just I want to just like, wait it out and calm. see. Be calm. I'm you surprised know? you asked that man twice about it. So I put love above, you know myself and just waited and just waited okay i didn't turn up on the man but i want to ask him again get to gain clarity like is that my popcorn be honest is that are you so i said first i said is that my my popcorn the man said no (laughs) then i said are you eating my popcorn popcorn? (laughs) (laughs) are you eating my popcorn (laughs) sir because i ordered this yeah you pre-ordered it you was in my seat sir (laughs) like so, I mean, really, to be honest, I would be like that, too. I would be thinking as my popcorn because yeah. I done pre-ordered it for it to be already sitting down with Yeah. Me. And I'm like, I and don't know. They stole your seat. Yeah, I don't know. They came early. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like sitting here like, okay. Wow. 
Now that's now you know what we went to the same. Uh, we went to a different theater. Did you go to the same theater we went to? No, I okay, went so to we um, went to AMC. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we went to a premiere, a Lux or whatever. No ad. But, um, no ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but ours was sold out. So they had like, and then they overbooked it. So during what? the first, th- yes, they overbooked it. So where they do that at? The movies. Apparently <laughs> that theater, huh? That theater did it. So I guess um they had over on our row, we were in H, I think. And on our row, they had oversold seat four. So me and Jason, my husband, yeah. How do you do that for reserve seat? You oversold it's not uh, yeah. an airplane. They sold they oversold the seat four. Let me tell you. So I was in well, really my ticket was H seven, but it was next to some guys. So I'm like, Jason, you sit over there with them. I don't want to sit next to no man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I said, Jason, you sit over there. I had took seat six, which is Jason's seat. I said, I, I get in H6, you get in H7 or whatever. And so, because we just, we together. So, hey, forget it. So um, as we watching the previews or whatever, I started seeing a lot of people don't know how to read the seats. But really, in that theater, to be honest with you, you have to actually know your alphabet yourself because I don't see where it wasn't like clearly stating A B C D E F G. Like it was not on the rows. You had to like actually count A. Are B. you kidding? You had to actually like know that the first row is A. You know, you had to know your own. I, don't, I didn't see any lettering on the side. It wasn't on the, the side seats, of the chair. The seats, the seats are saying one, like two, on the three, aisle. Like the aisle did letter. not say. And the theater we was in, the, the room we were in, it did not say A through whatever, Z or whatever. It just only said on each seat what number the seat is. Wow. So we had to, like, do the alphabet because, like, we had went to the first, we had went to another row. We didn't ever try to sit down, but we went to another row, like, hey, let's go ahead and start, like, just doing the alphabet. And so we did it before we actually tried to sit down and when we got our right seats. Mm-hmm. So long story short, um... So we sitting down watching the previews. I'm seeing a lot of issues going on, but we still watch it. We in our right seats, you know, so we ain't phased by all this commotion. So I miss people in like in two rows up and two rows back and all this kind of stuff. People just swapping seats like musical chair, just swapping seats out. I'm like, God, can y'all read? You know, so do y'all know your alphabet? But okay, so then it comes to like the movie starts. Mm. And so somebody who was like two rows up from us. Came and sat next to us. Like I said, we were like the last people on our row. You know what I'm saying? We were in seat six and seven. So everybody else was like already done, like already on the row, you know, from mm-hmm. eight through whatever. Yeah. So anyway, um, so five was next to me, right? Five through one was next to me. So five was taken. The girl was like, okay, she came from the other row. She had the wrong seat. She made somebody else get up. She sat down. Her boyfriend went to go get some popcorn. Another couple sat down and sat down next to her. She's like, hold up. That's my husband's seat. And they like, this is our seat. It was a whole bunch of confusion. So, you know, then the movie had started at this point. Mm. I was pissed. I'm like, the movie has started. Nobody know where they need to sit at but me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it was just a whole, whole lot. So, it turned out the lady who came in last, she was in seat three and four. On her reservation, the lady who sat next to me was in four and five, so she was in her rightful seat. But her husband's seat and the other lady's husband's seat, the, the three had, and they four, shared a four, they shared a and four. four and five. Yeah, so they they sold a four to a four seat to both people. 
Wow. The only difference was the three and the five, but both of them had a four on their ticket. In the same row. In the same row, H. So it was like a big mess. So um, they ended up, they said, you got to move down one. They said, I'm like, I ain't got to move down nowhere. Yeah. This is my seat. I'm number six. So no. But yeah, so they had got the manager and everything came out there. It was it was a mess. But the movie was great, though. Did you like it? I really did. The movie was awesome. I mean, Jonathan Majors did an awesome job playing kind of the villain. Yeah. I don't want to give it too much away. I love the fight. Like the fight was everything. Some, some nice blows. Nice blows. The blocking uh was like none that I have seen. You know, most people block with you know their vertical with yeah. their you know their elbows are are up. He did his kind of like horizontal. Uh-huh. Now I'm not the biggest boxing fanatic or fan that I know all the different moves, but that was my first time seeing a butt like that. But my husband was saying that he saw somewhere that um, Michael B. Jordan is big on um, what you call it? What is those cartoons that? Oh, anime. anime. My, it's it's an anime kind of uh, choreography type of inspired my, choreography. My guy friend told me that too. Yeah, he's into he's anime. Into anime, and, and he so, said that's on anime. Yeah, that type of style. Fighting, mm-hmm. and so he wanted to incorporate anime in. And you in know Korea. that you know that, and um, Jonathan Majors, his you know magazine shoot, you know, was was it Ebony? Yes, it was There's Ebony. All this controversy about it. Yeah, they saying that the guy is like a character on some kind of anime cartoon too. I believe he's doing that. Mm-hmm. That oh. pink, that pink fur thing on. Uh huh. So my name, I don't know. I, I forgive me if I say his name wrong. I don't know. Some no kind of kind of anime. Dog <laughs> flamingo or something like that. Okay. Go so flamingo. He was, he was supposed to be going as that. Yeah, in the ebony shoot. But so that kind of makes sense if it's kind of like a theme with. But the I think, whole like I say, I think um, anime situation. Michael B. Jordan was direct. I think he may have um sent him. I'm not sure which oh, one. Yeah. Of them. One of them are into anime. Yeah, and that's how they kind of got a different type of fighting. And and I think it was beautifully, beautifully made. It was. I'm a person that I used to. Lo- I used to want to be a boxer. Uh, watching the Tyson fights as a, a little kid, I was like, I want to be a boxer. Those were classic. Until they, until they was like, you're gonna get punched in the face, and I was like, oh no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do love a good boxing match. Like I feel like. I like heavyweight boxing. That's where I grew up on with, with Tyson, Holyfield, all that kind of stuff. And even watching the Ali movie, I like heavyweight fights. I don't get into the lightweight. Like, Floyd Mayweather is not my favorite boxer. Yeah. You know, because the fights are just more so strategy versus actual punches. Mm-hmm. I want to see, like, the blows. So, Creed definitely gave me that type of... Um, Feeling, you know what I mean? So like you don't, it's you don't want a decision fight. I don't you want, want a decision. Want a I want a knockout, fight. and that's what that's what they, the Creed gives you. That Creed gives you that, and that was an awesome, awesome movie. Moving right along to I put love above you. Um, it goes to uh, it's eight year old boy named Kazen Hunter. This article is actually from today.com, and it's an eight year old. He actually raised about a hundred thousand dollars. For his Waffle House waiter. So he found that his Waffle House waiter was living in a motel. And he decided to raise money for him. So um, the full story is all on today.com. Um, you can just type in, you know, eight-year-old boy, whatever, raises money. But 
Um, it's about this little boy. Her name is uh, Kazen Hunter. He has a regular routine. Like he goes to Waffle House every Saturday with his family or his dad. And they have the same waiter all the time. So he basically created a bond. They've been going over, they've been going to Waffle House for like a year or so. So they kind of built rapport with him and they kind of know a little bit more about his story. And so they yeah. kind of like, you know, decided they want to help him because all of them like him being their waiter. And so uh, it was in Little Rock, Arkansas. So I want to, you know, shed some light on that. He actually, you know, did a great thing for, I think the waiter name is Dante. So uh, kudos to Kazen uh, Hunter for raising money for his Waffle House waiter. That is such a good that thing. That is awesome. Clap it up, clap it up. Yeah. I mean, eight years old and he's putting love above him. Like yeah. he could have, you know, just like how everybody does. I mean, you you know, waiters have poor lifestyles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Poor upbringings and stuff like that. And so everybody has the same type of situation and you're just eight years old like you don't have the answers to everything but mm-hmm. he took it upon himself to get a fundraiser going and you know he did that he you know actually came through for this guy so Dante so um that is definitely how you put love above you that so, is awesome kudos to him yes thank you once again All right, now let's get into Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 9, Partying Ways. I like yes, that. I like, I like that it. Title. Partying Definitely Ways. Definitely the episode is about a party, their housewoman parties, and, their, and then, of course, you know, from last episode, somebody want to part Dominique some ways. Ken McKinley. They, they left wanna... off with that cliffhanger Woo. because Pastor Kale asked her. Um, do you want to stay married or do you want to get a divorce? Because she was like, I'm and, over this. Yeah, she's like, I'm just over it. Are you over what? This conversation or, or the, the marriage? marriage. And, and baby, she said, the marriage. marriage. So Dom calls it quits, you guys. Oh, Mac. Poor Mac. You know, and she basically blindsided uh, you know, Mac. and Mac. Yeah. And so, um, you know, Pastor Kel was basically saying, well, maybe 25 was too young for her to be in this process. I agree. But they took a chance on her because, first of all, she's a woman. We mature faster. Yeah. We're ready for marriage faster than a man. Uh, so they took a chance on her being 25. But a lot of people are not, you know, um, that young when they come on married at first sight. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, if you, you know, if you know somebody else that was like, you know, less than that. But... Um, a lot of times they kind of be like 28, 26 or so or higher when they come on here. Um, nobody's been like old as 40. I don't think, Hmm. I don't think I'm seeing anybody that's really old or 45 or something like that, but it's always kind of like in their late 20s, early 30s, um, age range. And I feel like that's what their, their niche is. Um, so I feel like Mac just can't get over. She just can't get over it. She just don't want to move on. She just stuck in her way. That's that was just she kind of spoiled. You mean dumb, you I mean, so, oh, sorry, dumb. Dominique, we, okay. Dominique. Does anyone call her dumb? I think we keep keep calling her dumb. But is anyone call her dumb? They call her dumb all the time. Okay, I'm making sure. Like, like my trivia. Okay, so basically, okay, so so dumb goes and meets with her mom, 
And her mom was like, oh, you know, like today would have been the day that you guys have a housewarming. Yeah. And she's like, I'm kind of a little sad. I'm looking forward to it. And she was like, oh, you still want to meet him? And she was like, well, no, but, you know, I'm I'm, I'm sad that this happened. Right. You know what I mean? She signed her up on the show. So, hey, I know she's sad. Yeah, she was like, did you? And she she was like, well, he was kind of like, you know, didn't want to necessarily you know, change or whatever. She was, so the mom was like, "Well, did you give him time to change?" Right. I don't think you gave him time. And I'm to and I'm happy that the mom did not like just easily take her daughter's side, like 100. On, yeah, on she her questioned side. her behavior, and you know, she was like, she's like, "Well, no, because like it's only been a week. You you told him you made a request, yeah, and you give a person time to, to fix, fix it. it. To They're change. not going to change overnight, right?" You know, but she's like, are you sure you still want to go through with divorce? She was like, mm, yeah. You know, and um, it's it just very unfortunate. You know, and um, the mom said she was disappointed at, yeah. at, at that. So later on, um, after everyone has their different housewarming parties and everything, the group comes together. And at that point, you know, everyone is like, um, they tell everybody they're getting divorced, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And so everyone expresses their, you know, shock and their concern. It's like, you guys seem to really hit it off on the honeymoon. There was a lot of yeah. chemistry. Lots you know. of chemistry. But, you know, Dawn was just like, she was like, well, behind closed doors, it seemed like, you know, he wasn't happy. And it's, and instead of us being in a toxic relationship, I felt like it was just time to just, you know, end it here. Yeah. She said, I'm all about positive vibes only. You know, if I ain't what you want, then let's move on. That's Mm -hmm. that's kind of how she felt. So everybody was like, you're going to regret this. Especially Nicole. Nicole, you're going to regret this. mm -hmm. She was stern with that. You're going to regret this. I'm like, yeah, I think she is going to regret it. But, you know, um, a little bit. But, like, you know, Matt was like, there was no compromise on her side. Yep. And he was said he said that he was blindsided by her making that statement so soon. And, his, and at the at the group meetup, his voice was hoarse. I don't know if this man was crying or whatever before, or well, they that got the argument bad. Probably and he was like he was hoarse, and you know whatever. Excuse him, you know. Yeah, but he it was it was crying. sad, you know. And then later on, after the after their party. So Mac, so at the end, everybody, you know what I'm saying, kind of got them to say that if y'all take a step back and, and give each other space, would you be open to maybe getting back together? And so, um, you know, uh, McKinley was kind of like, well, you know, guess I'll see what she says. Her, yeah. And she was like, well, you know, maybe. So then Aris jumps up and says, well, cheers to maybe, you know, yeah. everybody, so everybody <laughs> join in. And everything, and so, yeah, um, maybe. but she still was kind of uneasy. You know, she was, she just went ahead and did it. So after the party is over with with the group, um, Dom goes back to you know their apartment. She go well, yeah, their apartment together. Yeah, supposedly she never moved into. Um, <laughs> and then he was like, "So why did you say maybe? You know, you you know, he, I, I think he had." Kind of a hope, a, a hope little that maybe hope. she will want to work it out. Yeah, and she was like, "Well, it was basically basically because of like peer pressure." Mm. Yep, she showed sure And he it. was like, "Of course, you know, you would say that, you know." And and she was just like, "I just said yeah, because like they weren't hearing me. They weren't 
uh, they weren't hearing my no. You know what I mean? They they weren't hearing it, and I just felt like, you know, I just went ahead and gave them an answer they probably wanted to hear. But she just really like wasn't feeling it. Like no one wanted to hear her say, "I'm not happy. Yeah, I don't want to be the marriage. They all want to say just work it out. Just you know, you know, you know, press on through the marriage and give it a chance. But if I see right now it's not gonna work, it's not gonna work. Yeah, and I respect her for that, being that young to know that when your no means no, it means no. It means no. But she did the same face for the group, which is a bit dishonest. And it's a bit young. You're a bit young. It's, it's, it's a, a young move. Standing your truth, standing your truth, and go stand ten toes down on what you believe in, what you yeah, what no, you but, say. But who it mattered to the most was McKinley, McKinley. and she, and she, and she told she, him. No, I don't, I don't want to rekindle anything. And so he was very sad, y'all. He was. And then he kind of like chalks up to her being young. Like, of course, you don't know what you want. You're 20, you're 25, you know, you're, you're indecisive. Like a 25-year-old will break up, get back together, break up. And he yeah. was like, I'm not here for that. Like, yeah, I want to stay with somebody long term. And he was saying he was ready, you know, he willing to, you know, keep going on with her. And then she was like, can we be friends? And I must say, <laughs> his response was the same response I give. No, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. If we broke up, why do I have to be, why, why do we need to be in communication? He'd be like, And someone else comes along and wants to pursue something with you, they're gonna assume you're probably with that person. Exactly. You you blocking. You blocking my blessing. And I don't want that. So no, I have enough friends. Yeah, because if you remain remain a, a friend that's just only on the phone, I mean, that's a waste of time. And you then know, most you, people want to go be with each other. And then you're and a new mate. Cock blocking. Yeah, then you're a new mate. Gonna see who who only calling you. Oh, exactly. My ex, my, my ex, we still friends. We don't see though. each other, but we just talk on the phone. Like, it's why? Just, why? It's just a disaster. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be mean to somebody, even though if I broke up with somebody, they broke up with me, whatever the case may be, I wouldn't be mean to them if I saw them in public. I wouldn't be like, oh, here you go. You know, or whatever. Well, it could be cordial. Yeah, if they, like spoke, say, hey, they, they spoke, I would speak back. But, bye, but that's, that's it. Nothing I, nothing, I'm not going to go out of my way to be mean to you. No, but friends, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Can't do it. That was good uh, on Max's part. Yeah. Her, yeah, he said no. no. Yeah. So, um... The next couple is Gina and Clint. And I kind of liked them this episode. Yeah, they're making progress, you know? Making progress. They Gina- decided to just be roommates a little bit. They didn't mm-hmm. want to call it quits like Dom and Max. So, they just decided to just move in in separate bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was pretty... Um, pretty good yeah and they um so clint he decides to go meet with a friend of his that he met through boating and um the guy has been married for uh, you know a while he has, he has a kid and all and so he says he respects this guy's um opinion and so he was telling him that the attraction um isn't quite there yet for right. e- either either of them and so the man was like hmm you're kind of in a tough spot because like most people, if they're just starting out dating, 
they all they had have, was attraction. all they had was attraction. Yeah. And over time, the other stuff comes into play, into play, right? Yeah. And you guys are in a fast-paced situation to where you want the attraction immediately. You gotta find, you gotta fall in love with it emotionally, like all of that within eight weeks. Yeah. So it's kind of like you, you know, you guys are putting too much pressure on yourselves. In my opinion, and he, the man didn't say that, but yeah. you put too much pressure on yourself because it's, it's a fast-paced situation. Yeah. But if you come into this kind of experiment, you need to be ready to accept whatever come your whatever way. Whatever physical condition um, I in. Yeah, because if you're really in it for the connection, the, the emotional connection, physical, you could be like, well, they're probably not going to be that cute, but I'm going to do my best to look at the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to have to have that kind of mindset. Yeah, and that's who they need to start getting for the show. Honestly, like, Dr. Pepper now, I'm like, please, start getting people who really, truly want to marry somebody based on their heart and not their vanity because that's when you got all these different relationships and I'll, and I'll be honest, too. On that alone. And what I have noticed, they have not, and that, that, aside from this season, but really this season ain't really a good example per se, but okay, they have never had plus size people on the show. They have not, and I think there are plus size people who are ready to be married. Yeah, and waiting, men and women. Yeah, men and women. You know what I'm saying? Like they, you both. You know, you can. Right. You can. You can they haven't really like dabbled and dabbled not a little bit because on different you're races a, either. Not because you're a plus size that you have to date a plus size person. But if that person has a preference and say, okay, I like, you know, curvy women, you know, voluptuous women, then give that man opportunity. Yeah. Not just base everything on just physical attraction. Right, because I feel like, like you know, Eris would probably like somebody who's a little bit bigger, have more booty, probably. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's he was, quote, unquote, him. You know, he yeah. likes a little Serena Williams, as he's always said. So he may have liked somebody who was a little bit more curvy mm-hmm. than Jasmine. We're gonna talk about them later. And I'm surprised they did the the black and white, um, you know, matchup this time. But they haven't done done that either. Even though Dom is she's mixed too. Yeah, but she well, is more of a tan. Yeah, yeah, she's considered black because yeah. she has she has black in her somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, they just tried that, but normally they don't really dibble and dabble on a lot of different, you know, they try to go with white with white, black with black. Mm-hmm. They try to, lately they've been trying to mix it up a little bit. So they have um, done Hispanic and white before. Yeah, they have. Yeah. But anyway, so the guy, you know, was telling him that, you know, just kind of keep, keep pressing forward. And so, you know, Gina, um, let's see. They move in together, right? Yeah. In different bedrooms different and bedrooms, all that. Yeah. And um, their friends came over. They were kind of both, both of their friends were um, supportive and encouraging. Yeah. They didn't have anything bad to say about either one of them. They were basically saying, like, you guys just stick it out. You know what I mean? Like, you got to just, you know, have some kind of, like, compromise. Right. And, and I think the, they don't you know, have that. Yeah, and right just let go of whatever you feel toward that person negatively. Let it go, and the attraction will grow. Yeah, and, and that's what I agree. And and they and they both have a good foundation, is what they said. Because like 
most people get with somebody, they may have the physical attraction, may have maybe an emotional connection, but their lifestyle does not match up. Both of them have their own money, their own places. You know, they're both successful in their own right. So you have the foundation uh-huh. of like, okay, we both ready. We both can go getters. You know what I mean? So it's like, so now the, the the petty thing is the attraction. Like, and it really is not that big of a deal. Like, it's not her. She's not so fat. His hair, I mean, it's whatever. Like right. he can't change his his DNA. So get over, you it. know, get over that. And yeah. just look at the heart of the man. Look at the heart of the woman and just, you know, move on. So both of their friends kind of had that same kind of advice toward both of them. So um, they basically had a good week. They, they did. They didn't. And, and then also, too, at the little party, I feel like at the um, at their little party, I think Clint definitely shined. And, um, you know, he was like so, he was in entertaining mode. You know, he, he kind of showed her like, okay, I can hang with, you know, your friends and, you know, we can have a party, life of the party kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was something that she really liked too when she met up with all the other couples. She said that like, she doesn't, you know, she can see herself entertaining with him and he's he's cool with being around her group of friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I really think that's, um, they're moving in the right direction so far. And he even made a comment saying, like, I want to know what the five-year-old Gina was about. And yeah. what, what, what did she want to see for her life? And what 35-year-old Gina wants in her life going forward. You yeah, know what I mean? So, and that was good. Yeah, and that was like, you know, like a nice little, you know, flirtation. Let her know that even though we have these these issues, I, I want to get to know you, you and build that connection. That was awesome, Clint. Yeah. He learned something. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So our next couple is Jasmine and Eris. This is Amber's favorite couple to discuss. Favorite uh, one to discuss. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, do I have to? Okay. So <laughs> if you don't want to, I can I can talk about them. I will. To. You know, I like to talk about them, even you though know. I don't like Eris. Yeah. But so I'm he needs Jasmine. Yeah. He open up. He meet with his um cousin Felina, honey. Okay, well, we're gonna talk about the guest list first. Yeah, okay. so they talk about the guest list, and Jasmine let him know that she write down Fail name. What well, her name? Fail or Val? Her name is Fail. Fail. Her, her name is Felina. Felina. She didn't want Felina there, and I feel like that should have been that. But here he go. He then he go and meet up with his cousin Fail. And invite her little fucking butt. Anyways, I feel like that was wrong. Your wife didn't want your your cousin there. Don't even invite her butt. But then it turned out, Fatty didn't want to come anyway. So that that was a good thing. But uh, you know, she didn't want. She said she didn't want to get too invested in a marriage or get around her when she know it ain't gonna work out or it's not gonna last. And then he brings up all the stuff that he don't like about her and all that kind of stuff. But he tell her how he really feel about Jasmine. And by basically like saying the same thing he been t- saying the whole time about if he, if something ever happened to him or if he had kids with her and something happened to, you know, like he don't, he know they'd be taken care of and he'll be taken care of with her if he can't do certain things for himself or what have you. And he would just say like, that, that's qualities that he never found in a girl he actually wanted to, you know, take her clothes off right away. 
he hasn't had that type of mindset about them. It's just all physical. Mm-hmm. And so he feel like he still want to be in it. And she's like, well, well then, you know, that's your wife. Then you need to go home and have sex with your wife. So that was a good thing. One thing about Fat, I like her and I don't like her. I don't like her because she don't like Jasmine. I would like I like Jasmine. But Fal does give good advice to a guy cousin. She is direct. She's very direct. And they need to hear that directly sometimes. Exactly. And so Fal was telling him, like, okay, if you like her, you want to be married to her. If you don't want to take my advice and hit the road and let's throw the deuces up, then go ahead, go ahead on. Have sex with her. Because right now. Stay he, with her. Because right now he, he, in, right. he in neutral. He in neutral. Too much. And so Fab he is saying. To try for a reverse turn. Exactly. So Fab still saying put the pedal to the metal and push it. If you're going to keep on rocking with her, go and push it to the limit and go ahead and do the thing. But even then, he looked conflicted. Yeah. He did. So I was like, I don't like him. Yeah. I don't like him. He, I think he's going to hurt her. I always say that. Okay, so here, here we go. So they actually, um, with the housewoman, he invited two of his guy friends because he couldn't invite, invite his cousin. And then she invited her aunt and her her sister Taylor, I think what her name was. But anyways, um, and the dog were there. Mm-hmm. And so the guys, you know, meet the dogs and they were like, oh, okay, there's more of these dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can say on this episode, Everybody who was not part of the couples, they had great advice. Even for like Dom's mom, everybody on everybody who wasn't a couple had great advice. So even Fal, Fal had great advice, even though she didn't want to come and all that kind of stuff. She had great advice. So um, I think them, the his friends had good advice with her, like a, a little bit. You know, he kind of like. She was just trying to tell him, like, well, he ain't, you know, trying to take my clothes off. We ain't having none of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, all everybody handled their questions and their, um, everybody responded very well. Even with her her aunt, you know, they basically were saying, they asked him a lot of questions. But he kind of failed. I feel like every, when they asked him yeah, about. because the dog situation. The dog situation. She said, so if she wanted to give up her dog, what you would say? He's like, like oh, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know you what I'm saying? You all of them. Yeah. Well, and, except for Duchess. Yeah, so obviously he likes Duchess now. He likes Duchess now, so she's growing on him with that. But I think the auntie is kind of like pumping the brakes on him a little bit. Yeah, she kind of seeing that he's selfish and all that kind of stuff, and he ain't that into her. He don't really, you know, like her like that. So she's like, I'm, you know, I'm Team Jasmine. You know what I'm saying? So and she was like, my daughter's all into, not my daughter, my, my niece, uh, my niece is, all is all into, into it. And yeah, she, into this marriage, she's like, all so. in. Are you? And she basically, I feel like the auntie left there not feeling like Eris is all in, and which I feel like Eris is not all in too. So auntie people game, um, but yeah, so they kind of they had, I mean, they had a good party. It was great discussion. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of things to unpack, a lot of things um to do. And so a lot of people, you know, were saying that, hey, they're going to give it time and all that kind of stuff with the attraction. But and I really that. feel bad for Jasmine. Though, cause like she, like, I feel like she's constantly getting her feelings hurt by him saying he's not attracted to her. Yes. And it's a and custom she, reminder. And every time she mentions some, to somebody they're not having sex, you can tell her yeah. face, like, you know, well... You know, he don't like me like that. You know, yeah, what I mean? like she so kind of like, like, like him. Face, like, I like him, but you don't like you me. Don't like me like you know? that. And, you know, it's, it's like I, that's messed up. That is, it's very. She's not up. an ugly girl. She's not. 
she's not. And I just uh, hate that for her. But like I say, I think it's going to not end good. I still keep saying it, guys. So mark my words. Decision day. Amber has told y'all. But, but on the upcoming episode, they showed a clip. And it seemed like he coming around. Yeah, he coming around because it looks like he said, because he asked her about was she falling in love. And she said, no. And then he was like, he made a comment and was like, to the, like the little, you know, the little, what you call it, like a confessional type yeah. moment with the camera. And um, he kind of like, see, when you open up to somebody, they hurt you. You know what I mean? So maybe he's starting to fall for her. And, her, and, her, and her answer, no, is maybe putting him back in his shell. Like, he, he might have opened up some. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're gonna I'm, see. I'm looking forward to seeing how this, how this play out. But y'all, I ain't buying it. Um, but hey, yeah, we're going to see. But that's it for Aries and Jasmine. Um, let's talk about Nicole and Chris is next. Nicole and Chris, yeah, oh, my you wanna favorite. About, you want to talk about Shaq? And and um, what did we do? Shaq and Kirsten. Okay, we do different. Then we we'll end on a good note with okay. my, my favorite couple, which is all right, Chris and Nicole. But yes, let's do uh, Kirsten and Shaq. All right, they're um. Their friends come visit them for the housewarming. They seem so upbeat and energetic, and they and they got everybody got along so well. Yeah, so it was his friends, and then it was her cousin, and and, and her, her cousin's cousin. husband. Yeah, they came to visit. But that guy on his side, like he ought to be some kid in him. Doesn't he? It like he ought to be his brother or cousin or something. Yeah, it says on the it's, on the thing that it was his friend, friend. But yeah, but it looked like it got to be somebody in his family. They had the same eyebrows, same eyes. Yeah, <laughs> like what a coincidence, if yes. not. So they talk about, you know, that the fam- the friends and family are pressing them about the honeymoon and everything. They said they had a good time and they were saying that the horses were romantic, you know, they enjoyed that. Yeah. And um they were like, Well, how spicy so they're like, Well, we didn't consummate the marriage, you know, and um We don't we don't kiss because I'm not a good kiss, and that was cursing was saying. And they was shocked, like you don't kiss. Like, let Shaq be the judge of that. You know, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, I feel that guy, like, they would say, like, Shaq should be the judge of that. Don't you try to, like, say, I'm not going to kiss because I'm not a good kisser. That kind of gives red flags with Kirsten because you kind of make an excuse. Maybe that because she just don't want to kiss. She don't want to kiss. That's why I said she still has to she's not a good kisser. She probably don't even want, want to, kiss. to kiss him. And that's just weird call a thing to me a thing. that some people... They'll have sex, but they don't want to kiss. Yeah. That is so weird. Oh, I think uh then Chris Rock said on his special this weekend too that uh he said he'd rather like eat <laughs> What? <laughs> it's explicit though. He'd rather have like intercourse, okay? And but he don't want to hold hands. You know what I mean? feel like holding hands was it more intimate than actual sexual Wow. Acts. Yes. That's what Chris Rock was saying on his special about it was on Netflix, I think. And he was just saying that. So a lot of people feel like that. Like they 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 don't wanna they don't mind having sexual intercourse, but kissing and holding hands and hugging or somebody or cuddling, it feels like it's too intimate for them to handle. Wow. That's their limit. Yeah. It's kind of similar. Out of order. It's kind of similar to the logic of McKinley. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. You want to be adventurous 
with your, I guess, start a new business. But yeah, you don't want to ride horses. Or you don't, you want to no, say you. No, that ain't the same thing. It, it's like, no. it ain't the same, but it's, it's weird though. It's like, okay, yeah, you want to get on the show and get married, but yeah, you don't want to get no apartment. You know, so it's yeah. like, it's just the craziest things, like the logic behind the whole thing. Yeah. So anyway, back on Kirsten and uh, Shaq. So I think both married, and really they actually were the only ones that actually got sound uh, advice from two married couples. Everybody else was just friend. You know, I think even Chris brought his brother on and one of his friends. Yeah. And, uh, all the couples, they were the only ones that strategically uh, wanted to invite two married couples that they both knew. And I think that was great because they get, you know, actual newlywed advice from some people who are already doing it. Instead of being single and getting single person advice and mm. single person minds, frames on things. So that they did a good thing by doing that. And everybody had great advice for them. Now, don't knock the single people advice. I'm not knocking it because you have great and advice. Consider the source. That's the, the issue. It's not their relationship status. Consider the source. I stand corrected. You're right. Because I get advice from you a lot. Because I, and then you're same not married. thing with parental advice. Consider the source. Just because you haven't done something doesn't mean you can't give good advice to somebody about something. You're absolutely right. You can see it from a totally different angle. Right. So but you have to know like, the character of that person. Is this person being malicious and telling me this? Or are they really trying to help me? Because I don't have to know that I'm going to get burned from touching the iron. I don't have, well, I don't have to experience it to know the iron is hot. That's what I'm saying. Right. And you're, and you're I absolutely don't, I right. Don't have to, I don't have to actually put my hand there to know, hey, I shouldn't touch this. Right. So, I mean, I get it. So, you do you do give great advice, Derek. I will take that back. But I think it was great that they actually wanted true. to get it from actual married couples to make them feel comfortable. That's true, too. So, man. I think they were the only ones that did that. And kudos to them for doing yeah, that. Yeah, a little bonus. Clap it up. A bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but everybody gave so much great advice. But um, um Kirsten was saying to, the, to his friends that she has a hard time opening up. He was telling her friends that the attraction part is what's kind of like getting him because yeah. it's like sometimes he feel like, well, should I, you know, how, how hard should I push? Or, should I, you know, yeah. And then and she was saying you, you just gotta be kind of dominant sometimes. You know when to to when, when and to how push. much you know yeah. to push, but it's gonna take time. That takes time. And you know just keep on pressing on, and it's gonna work out for y'all. Don't give up, Shaq. She and will the kiss attraction, you one day, and the attraction <laughs> will grow. So yeah, just keep on pressing on. But um, that's what's up, though. Yeah. All right, now for my favorite couple of this season, Nicole and Chris. Okay. Oh my goodness, they're like my babies of the of the group. They, I think they're gonna make it. Okay. I'm putting all my eggs in their basket. Hopefully, they don't disappoint me on decision day. Here we go. So, um, their episode started out with you know Nicole meeting up with her friend, and she was trying to discuss you know, how things were going and kind of like saying they're kind of going too good. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly identify and relate to Nicole on this. How so? How so, darling? Because my husband is just like Chris a little bit. And I'm kind of like Nicole. I'm the firecracker of my relationship. He's the laid back one. 
And my husband, at first, when I first met my husband, he shied away from telling me how he really felt about stuff. Everything was like, yes, and yes, and yes, yes, yes. You know? And I told you, I said, he's a cancer, I'm a cancer. I kind of know that dealing with you sometimes, I can be a bit much. I let you have your way. A lot because sometimes things are not that big of a deal to me, so yeah. I kind of like just like go what you want to do sometimes. Yeah, um, that's just the the, the cancer the, the, in y'all. Yeah, and, the, and they actually have the same like they're only like a year and two days apart. My husband and Derica, so they are have the same zodiac sign. If you guys are into that, not so much, but just characteristics. Stuff. Yeah, just characteristics. You yeah, know. but they just alike. Honestly, they basically twins without the look alike thing. They basically do and act the same way. Okay, long story short. So, I feel like Nicole is feeling like this. Like, I was like, okay, this guy is too good to be freaking true. Like, why is everything I'm doing is okay with you? And why is all these compliments coming from? Like, I'm not used to getting all these compliments from other guys. So, why are you giving me all these compliments? Really, sis? I mean, no, I'm, I'm just saying like with her. Like, she just said oh. it's too good to be true. And I think with her, it's the compliment thing. With me, it's like my husband just treated me good and he was checking in. Like I hated the guys that want to check in, they want to call back, they want to do the stuff you wanted to do. Like my husband, everything I say, let's go. He there. Like my other people is like pulling and pulling and tugging them to kind of do stuff, try different things, try different restaurants. Mm-hmm. My husband was like, when I first met him, he was like, yeah, we can go there. We can do this. We can do that. That's how he is to this day. Like we always doing something. And I love that for y'all. I hey, do. Hey, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I didn't feel when I was, you know, dating my husband, like, hey, I ain't gotta really beg you to do nothing. So it's like you had a weird, like, am I worthy of this Lord? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like she's having that pop the brakes moment because she's kind of like, oh, should I just back up? It's too good to be true. And her friend was like, well, that's what you really, really want. So go ahead on and embrace all this compliments and the guy who really want to do stuff you want to do and stuff. So I feel like. But she was saying, like, I know I need to kind of, like, tell him he needs to tell me no. He needs to snap on me sometime or whatever. So, anyway, they get to their um their, their party. So, their housewoman party. And I like this about Nicole, too, because she has a theme. I always have, like, some kind of theme on out there. Yeah. So, she had a little cute little theme. I may have to steal it. I'm not sure. But she had hers. It was called the Flamingo. That's Flamingo. And so, they had the Flamingos everywhere. <laughs> It was so cute to me. I can tell you, like I liked it. It was cheesy. Flamingo, flamingo, that's flamingo. So yes, yeah, flamingos. They were around the apartment. I mean, they and then she bought him like they had matching uh flamingo cheesy, matchy, matchy flamingo shirts. And here's the thing: uh, before before everybody got there, she said, "I got I got us some uh, matching shirts for the party." And he was like, "Okay, let me see them." And they brought them like on pink shirt with the stripes on one side, flamingos on the other side. He was like, "We we can we can wear them." Like, yeah, yeah, we, we can, it's okay. And she was like, "If you don't like them, tell me." He was like, "We can go ahead and want. We can go ahead and wear them." No, Chris, if we you don't like them, we gotta wear them. She we put, gotta wear them. She puts the shirt over her face to block her face. Like, okay, forget what, I, forget I'm here, and, and tell just tell me, me like, feel. yeah. He said, no, I don't want to wear the shirts. And I'm like, that's all you had to say for the jump. But see, we be so sweet because it's like. Yeah, I be so sweet. But I don't even know what. Well, I don't know what he is. Yeah. yeah. But my, well, my husband, we only go by my husband. But 
my husband, he was so sweet in the beginning, but now, honey, when I when I gave him like the the okay now to tell me no, the pushback, this fool pushing back like I don't know what about everything. So listen, Nicole, pump your brakes. He go he gonna tell you no one day. He gonna he gonna be day in day out with you. The cuteness, the nude is gonna wear off of you, and he gonna be letting you know how he really feel, honey. Sooner than you want want to think, but um, but yeah. So he finally told her no, and I feel like that was big of her to do that and she had to pull it out of him though to tell him to say now nah, i really like that shirt girl put them ass back and one thing about her that i would have did i would have still wore my darn shirt because mm. i do that all the time my husband i do like little stuff like that too and i'll be festive he won't be festive but i'll still be festive but she said it's no point of her wearing it but it's still go with your flamingo thing i would have still but her, the outfit that she wore but it was cute. was cute. Way it was, cuter. It was cuter, yeah. They, they both went, wore stuff they didn't get to wear on their honeymoon, I think. Yeah. So it all looked cute and they were still festive, but it was in their own, like, own wardrobe. Mm-hmm. But I still would have worn my shirt. I mean, that's just me. I would still wear my Flamingo shirt. I would have took heels back. But maybe they bought them together, though. Maybe she got them and they had to be together. I'm not sure. But anyway, so they actually had some friends come over and, uh, her, her two friends, and he invited his brother and one of his guy friends, um, and they took, you know, they both separated and everything like everybody else did. So the girls got with uh, Chris, and they were just saying like that she needs somebody who's gonna tell her no, they're gonna be stern with her, they're gonna put their foot down. And uh, he was like, really, you know, he like, she's like, he kind of don't want to do that. And then like in the kitchen, uh, she met with his friends, which was his brother and a friend. And she would just say, I'm waiting for him to kind of like put his foot down. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to keep on like walking all over him or, you know, just or I don't checking want him to be... in to make him make a decision. Yeah. And I like, don't want to be dominant and I don't want him to be miserable. So I feel like with, with Nicole, that spoke volumes to me and it shows her heart because she knows how aggressive, how blunt, how bold and how uh, vocal she is that it can be a bit much for somebody that's soft spoken like Chris. And she don't mm-hmm. want him to be miserable. That, that was my whole thing with my husband. I was like, I don't want you to be suffering in silence. That I'm everything is my way and my way, my way, and nothing your way. You gonna be hating me years down the road because we never get to do anything you want to do. But Chris said to her friends, he said they asked him, "Does she do anything to annoy you?" And he said she gets more upset at things than he does, but. He likes that about her because she's strong in her opinions. Yeah. He likes that. Yeah. So, so, even though he's passive, he's probably attracted to her aggressiveness. And I think that's what my husband is, too. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm learning that it's kind of like you kind of marry, you're me and marry their mom. My husband, his mom is more aggressive and talking. So, you know, her, his, my mother-in-law, she's more vocal, opinionated. Like, opinionated like I am. And it's kind of like they feel like you marry your mom, you marry your dad if you're a girl. So it's kind of it's kind of like similar, I think. And so he's used to that. He, you know, it's he finds comfort in that. That's you know, and, and maybe Chris's mom may be a little bit like Nicole in some type of uh, shape or form. Uh, who knows? But... Uh, I really do love them as far as a the couples on the show. I really like it. I'm proud to die for them. Um, I want them to go to the decision they saying yes. And uh, but yeah, that was a good episode. Um, 
the potluck, everybody, you know, had good vibes. Like I said, Dom and Mac told everybody they was divorced. We already talked about that. Um, but everybody brought like a little potluck and stuff and catched up with everybody and all that jazz. So it was a great, great episode for uh, Married at First Sight. Definitely looking forward to the next one mm-hmm. uh, and see how this actually goes. Um, are they going to, I want to see if they're going to actually let Dom and Max still do stuff because how they did with the other girl last year. Well, you know, her do um, stuff? coming up, obviously they they are. Oh yeah. Because there's going to be some kind of kiss. Kind of, yeah. Kiss between gonna be a Dom kiss, guys. And, and Clint. Yeah. Yeah. Dom and Clint going to kiss some, some type of day. I'm waiting on the episode yeah, to come we don't know what episode, but hmm. Yeah, it still hasn't happened yet. We, we got a little glimpse of it on the preview. So, so that, I'm waiting that, on that. That must tell you that Gina and Clint. Still hang out. Yeah, yeah Gina and Clint got, have problems. Got some friction too, apparently. Yeah, though this episode they was on a good time, but we don't know how the future holds for them because why is he kissing on Mac? You know, uh, Dom. Why? So hey, but yeah, this was a great episode, y'all. Now let's talk about the Real Housewives of Potomac, season seven, episode nineteen, reunion part two. Woo! The drama continues. The drama, the saga, the everything continues. They touched on some of everything in this episode. I was like getting the popcorn. I mean, it's it, they talk they talked about everything, but they did not um pin anybody to the <laughs> to the cross, if you will. Yeah. Nothing kind of stuck. Uh tea was thrown out. You know, things are was brought up that was not addressed on the show, but it just still didn't stick to certain people. And and that's I'm talking about Karen a lot of, on a lot of this. Karen and Mia, yeah, and Wendy on this episode, and a little bit of a Giselle. It's a teensy bit of of Giselle. Mm-hmm. Um, so how it started out, they were talking about what Candace. Yeah, Candace and Giselle still. I believe. And they're not going to mess with Chris. I'm just sick of them. But, um. Yeah, it's okay. So, they're talking about it. It was like, um, worried about how Giselle kept saying he made her uncomfortable. Yeah, what he did. Yeah, what he did. But what she said was, he what he did, and they're like, what what did he do? And she said, made me feel uncomfortable. But they're thinking that he has to do something in particular to make her feel uncomfortable. She just saying the whole scenario. I'm in a room with a married man, no no witnesses. Therefore, I'm uncomfortable. Point blank and a period. That should be enough. But I, as I said before, I'll say it again. Candace and her family, like her husband and other people, made this storyline bigger than what it was. And Mia said that too on the show. She yeah. said, y'all made it a bigger issue than what, 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 what Giselle made it. Yeah, and because you refuse to hear what she's saying, you're trying, you're dragging it out, not her. Yeah, it's not like she's been talking about it all season. And Y'all and been talking about husband. it, yeah, all season, that, yeah. not Giselle. Yeah, it's like, I agree with that though. So like, she has been dragging it up every chance um, she get, she bring it up. Every chance she gets. It ain't like Giselle going around saying, oh my God, Chris made me feel so uncomfortable that day. Oh my God, can you believe it? Yeah. Chris she ain't trying to get so no, uncomfortable she that no day. She's on. not doing, Giselle has moved on with her life, but you keep bringing it up. Because she mad about, she brought it up. And I understand that it's your husband and you're trying to defend him. But at the same time, it's like, girl, like she just said, I was uncomfortable because of married man. And 
anybody who, well, in my opinion, if you were raised a certain way, you know that's that's a no-no. You don't go behind closed doors somebody who's married, or you know, even when you're dating somebody, like you, that's kind of like, like the Bible says, like you can't be even, be even be sure of how things appear. Uh-huh. To give no room for like assumptions. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's where Giselle was coming from. Yeah. And I agree. And I she don't, I don't used to be called, the first lady. So I, I think she knows no about the Bible. Either. But yeah, you didn't want to get the appearance of evil. That's, uh-huh. that's what it said. Right. So it's like that, you know, so it's like y'all made it more than what she made it. Like apologize and move on. She was good. She ain't she ain't lost not one ounce of sleep. So then they kind of talk about, you know, Giselle. Um, in her surgery, she had to have it was supposed to be like a three-hour surgery. Yeah, and it ended, be eight hours. And you know, she told her girls that she was coming home that night, and um, you know, don't worry, is you know, she's gonna be in and out. And uh, but they had complications. She said, and some kind of way, like her bladder was compromised. Yeah. Um. So the girls were all worried because they her sister was there to watch the girls. But she had to tell them that she had to stay overnight in the hospital. And she was getting, like, emotional and wanted to cry and wanted to bypass the conversation. Yeah. But Andy and about made time. her sit in that. Yeah. And I understand why he did that. Because she never she, shared. She never shared. She never shows, shows that emotion. vulnerability. Yeah. And so he wanted her to be seen on TV for a change. Like, aside from you having this tough exterior and people always saying you are messy Show some humanity, and in that moment, she showed some humanity. But you could tell she was still trying to fight those tears. Yeah, and it reminded me of the moment, like on um another show, guys. But it's um Love and Marriage Huntsville reunion where Carlos King told um told Martell. Martell to tell us how you feel, like show your emotion, like you really do want to be back with Melody. Mm-hmm. You just you just hate you messed up. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so I think he let him sit in his feelings too in that mm-hmm. moment. He allowed him to have some kind of humanist, you know, human interaction, uh, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I think Andy was doing the same type of thing with Giselle because they do come off with a hard exterior. Nothing, fo- nothing bothers them. You know, they're gonna be back with they. You got mess. I got more mess to put on you. Type of people, and I feel like they was able to sit in their moment and be vulnerable and be emotional. So I think that was a beautiful thing to go and tell her side of the story as far as how that made her kids feel that, you know, how they loved her and they, they thought they'd lost her because they didn't get it. They didn't have enough updates. I think all the updates were like shut off at a certain time with, with her sister and that who was communicating with the kids. And so they didn't have any information. So they, they she told them that she was going to come home that night and she didn't. So it's all this playing a factor in their mind. And they thought like, Oh, they thought the worst. So mm-hmm. it was really emotional for Giselle to kind of replay that and really think about her children's frame of mind and think about, you know, what her body has gone through too. So um, it was big of her to kind of go ahead on and go through with those statements. Um, and that was like, I just hate that Candace on the last one said some her dwindling uterus. Like, yeah, that was I don't so like ugly. that. That, that was, was so that, that was not, I, that was not cool to me. That was not cool, Candace. And, um, and even, I think even, um, I think Wendy said something about that. Like that was kind of that was hurtful. That was hurtful. Yeah, it was yeah. Wrong. I mean, Candace need to quit. So, um, back on Candace, she wanted to bring up the colorism thing about how, which is a valid and uh, and is great a issue. Great issue to bring up in the forefront. 
Yeah. Now she was saying her issue was that Robin, who is lighter skin, um, does the same type of aggression, has the same type of beefs with people and getting people face and all that kind of stuff with the umbrella thing and with her pointing her finger at, uh, at Ashley at her restaurant, you know, being the aggressor or standing, her standing up in front of Wendy, but Wendy actually told her to come stand up. But, you know, just having that, Robin have her share of being like, you know, a bully or just a, a, a mess starter showing aggression. And then nobody paints her as the aggressor. They paint Wendy or, you know, anybody else with darker or her with darker skin tone as the aggressor or whatever, or just mean. And she just feel like because she's darker skin, that's why she gets picked on with the media, social media, with me, um, with the group of girls that she's on the panel with. And I feel like that was a bunch of, I mean, it may be a little bit with the, the social media thing, but not with them for real. Yeah. I don't feel like it's that, it's that with them, honestly. Everybody, like how Robin Every, was saying, like everybody, everybody on there has had beef with one, beef with one Ash, another. Ash, Ash has said that. Like, yeah. at some point or another, all of them have had an argument with the other one at some point. Yeah, so it's an equal and opportunity. It has to do with beef. the color or the shade of their skin. Not anything to do with that. Yeah. Now, I mean, no one is trying to discount how she feels. Right. But it um, just... Because you can feel a certain way, and it could be, you know implied you know um another word for it when it comes to yeah now i don't don't want to be i said we are lighter skinned women you know um on this show right but i personally um don't feel like it's on it's geared toward the show or towards her co-host i just think it may be a societal thing yeah, that she may have gone through all her life because it seems like you know when she was talking about her family having generational wealth when she got on to with uh Kent, with uh, Ashley last week about how don't mind me for my my parents giving me a generational wealth because they they bought me a house and stuff like that. Yeah. So apparently you have you have had opportunities where you were in the room with a lot of white people and think about it, your husband is white. Yeah. So I think it may be a little bit geared towards your upbringing. You always in a in a um in a opportunity where you got a lot of white people in the room and you're the only black and that's all been your story of your life because you've been in all these private schools and you've been in all these pageants and all that kind of stuff and a lot of us are not in them pageants boo a lot of us are not in those schools boo and so and then nobody is sleeping with your husband but you boo so he is white even at the end of the day he seemed black he acts like that. i love chris don't get me wrong but it's just like you may be feeling this kind of way on other I areas of your life. Black, he just seemed to be cool. He seemed to be people, cool, but I don't think he act black. He don't act black. Okay, yeah. But it's just that I think that's a little bit geared to a lot of other stuff in your life. If you just want to have another thing to a say, platform and, 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 and you want to cry about on, it on this platform, colorism go both ways. It too. goes both ways because a lot of a lot of darker skinned people have made me feel bad for being light. Yeah. So it goes. I, both I don't ways. have. You know, I heard guys say they don't want no light skinned woman. Yeah, because he feel he can't trust them. Yeah, he feel like light skinned women don't uh, want to work. They lazy. You know, it go it go. And the one and some people go, say you go, cool for a light skinned girl. Yeah, like what, heard, is that, what, what is that? that like what does that mean? Like you they, or you're automatically assume that you're stuck up. Yeah, you're not where you're I don't not. Think I'm stuck up, but I'm not. 
it oh. goes both ways. No, like I said, not discount how somebody will feel. Right. It's all about your feelings and how, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, it's, but I just feel like it's not on this show. It's not on the show per se because in life, even though Giselle is a, can be can be messy. Yeah, yeah, it is. But the things that Candace says got hits to the core. Hits like, to the core. Giselle say something like a general topic, like she brought up the whole thing about you know men in, in, in embezzlement. Yeah, but she but she's not. The but, but she's not going to like. <laughs> Keep on hounding and critiquing every single thing that Mia says and breaking yeah. her down and name calling her. Oh, All man. these like nasty, as in her term, gutter snipe stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like she's not doing that, but too. you are. You are reading people for filth. And then listen, last year and Wendy too. No, no, no. Back, back on Kevin. But it's thing. like yeah, Wendy do the same thing. But it's like that's your personality. Has nothing to, to do, do with, with your color. The color of your skin. Y'all some, y'all some like gutter snipes. It's like your personality has nothing to do with the color of your skin. Yes. Nothing at all. Nothing to do with it. I feel like on the show. Like I don't on they, the show. They don't create a space where it's like that. I don't see it as a viewer that doing you like that. No. And I'm the main one that want to focus on racism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I really am a militant person. And I'm the kind of person, if, if, if somebody is being wrong, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to speak about, speak about it. And I don't, I don't get that. that vibe. But I don't what, see that in this. Yeah. Now, maybe world. off of camera, maybe they do that, but not on camera. Like, all of the, what, seven seasons we've been watching this? Mm-hmm. Seven seasons, I don't have not seen them really treat you any differently. Now, what I can say is, Candace, you got Monique fired. Monique was louder than you. You started that fight by throwing that drink at that girl. She just finished it a little bit. But I don't think she really dragged you like she wanted to drag you, Candace, which you should have. You deserve to get drugged at that winery. And you both of y'all deserve to get off the show, to be honest with you. But that if you want to be some colorism, if it's some colorism on you being a darker person, they, they kept you for a part of diversity. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, that girl can say that about you. Why mm-hmm. am I gone? I'm lighter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why is she on there? Because all oh, because she's darker. They want to have some more darker people on the show. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it, it can, can go, go so many ways. different ways when you want to play with that. And I think the color of the thing is something you can't really play with that much, Candace. So I feel like Monique really should have been still on the show if you was on the show because you threw the drink first. Then y'all all this season... Y'all letting freaking um Mia throw drinks and ain't nothing been done with it. And then she's you know then she's she's defending Wendy, saying like you shouldn't have you know thrown a drink in her face. But you but did you the threw, same you threw thing. The drink really, you did the same thing. thing last year in the same complexions against each other, light skin and dark skin. You know, so I feel like the color of the thing just just miss me with that because if you're gonna do all that, bring Monique back because <laughs> uh you know. Both of y'all should have been gone together. If you want to go about the, oh, I'm scared to be on set with somebody. And then she threw the butter I'm scared knife to be on set. Ashley. Yeah, you threw the butter knife at Ashley. Like, all the stuff you have done, uh, Candace. But then she want to bring up the Robin had an umbrella ready for uh, Candace. I think it was Candace. Yeah. It was Candace's like with. No, it was Monique. Robin had. Monique I mean, I mean, had I mean the, I say Monique, yeah. Monique my, had the umbrella on I was picturing Robin. Monique in my mind, yeah. but I said the wrong name. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's yeah. just like some of the stuff you have done, Candace, that's, that's aggressive. And that could have deemed you off the show. They didn't let you off the show. 
So it's like if you want to play the color, and I the car, really do like Candace. I like Candace too. I like her every, reads I really, so good, but I it's just really it's like dirt. everybody on the show. Yeah, some people get a more of a bad rep than others. Everybody has their flaws and their their assets on this show. I like all of you. Yeah. Y'all bring something different to the table. Yep, and I love how you know. You guys are, you know, when it's time to be classy in the moment, you can't be Y'all classy. Y'all can be classy, and, and I like and that. And I like that. You more, you know, have a more up, upscale lifestyle. I like that. Yep. But sometimes you, you, you guys can take it too far, take it too down in the gutter. Like, seriously, like, y'all got to show more love with one another. Yeah, they do. At the, at the end of the day. It's, they do. It's, it's too much contention. It's getting too personal. It's just like, come on, like. Do y'all even like each other for real? Sometimes you don't think they do. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, it's just, it becoming a little bit too much. Y'all getting too far in the But also, too, it may be something orchestrated by the producers and stuff, too. You got to think about that. It's a reality show, but it's not all all the way real. So, I mean, but yeah, back off of, we're going to get off the colorism with the Candace thing. But let's talk about um, the thing with Mia and Wendy. Yeah. So Mia had a little few receipts about Wendy and Peter Thomas saying that she didn't show him her her cookies mm. and all that and offered them cookies. Now, allegedly. Honey, allegedly. We don't know nothing about, about this stuff. Allegedly, allegedly Mia thought she had receipts and she was acting like she, had a, she saw the cameras at bar one of uh, Wendy offering cookies or letting them see the cookies. Or whatever like that. And so Wendy denying it. She was like saying you'll say anything, whatever like that. But it's just hey, that's just one little thing they brought up on that. Like I said, this this episode, nobody owns it and don't have really concrete evidence. Right. On the stuff they spilling. Just blowing smoke. Blowing smoke. Um, and it seemed like Wendy and Mia, you know, they got back together and they got back apart. It's like now they by them bringing this back up, I feel like they now they back beefing because they they was just like showing each other their cooters and stuff, right? And they showed that on the show. And so like now y'all beefing again because he brought it back up. So it was like, where are we now? Right. <laughs> um, it was just so much to unpack on this, like for real. But the main thing with you know it was kind of um, I kind of wanted to get more of was the Mia and uh, what Jacqueline Jacqueline you know and they were saying like how Jacqueline family has seen the show and that think the mom hasn't seen the show but they kind of like discussed it with Mia at the moment and I just I just hate that for them because I mean if they were a family like that she really is dragging this girl on national tv and they're supposed to be your sister and they brought they took you in I can't get down with that you know, I have too much loyalty with into myself. I can't get down with how you doing that girl on national TV. Yeah, and take you know, and then just like, um, just and you know, the financial stuff. Too. Yeah, her premiere season. You know, and you just doing that. How you get her on the show? You tearing her down. It's like, what you brought bring me on here for? Yeah, like you know, that's foul. Yeah, I want to. It's kind of like, is it is it fake? You know, or just trying to make her be get on the show. Try to get her back on the show next year. Trying to get, you know, like trying me trying to make herself get back on the show to have some more drama, you know, because she didn't have anything really to do other than the cancer stuff. She really didn't have that much um, 
depth either on the show with the girls. She hadn't even any dealings with the girls like that, you know? Yeah. So I feel like she may have brought her on as a fake thing to make it seem like that, but it really hurt Jacqueline and, in the end. Yeah. You know? Um, so they were getting on Robin too about um like being in it being like a instigator for Oh Mia yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the and fight. Mindy fight. Yeah. But she was saying then her no, you keep on doing all this talking. Then one of y'all bust the grave. Get it over with then. Yeah. You, I, I she's saying you shouldn't fight. Right. And you keep on talking. Just well, do it. And yeah. You, and then like just get this argument. Yeah. She was saying that she knows Wendy has a professional career. Do this fight after the cameras start rolling. Yeah, but I'm be doing it now while I'm rolling and it's like I'm tired of hearing y'all going back and forth. Yeah. By the camera. I'm just messing up my camera time. I get Robin on that. I would have probably did the same thing. Like, y'all gonna fight or what? You know what I'm saying? At this rate, like I'm ready to eat, I'm ready to get through. I'm ready to stop filming. Let's just do like, you know, go to her. Be thing. quiet. Be quiet. Yeah, this calls on the scene. I'm embarrassed at this moment. Like, y'all really acting and a fool in my you have a right to keep talking. Don't mean you probably you should. should. Right. And so I, I agree with um Robin. And also, too, okay, with the Robin thing with Wendy, I feel like they were acting like Robin was aggressive and Robin stood up and like went and went like, where I come from? Somebody stands up and come towards you. You know, they, you don't know what they're going to do. But you but told she, her to stand up. And she she obliged. And she, and she let you know, I ain't scared of you. I'm standing up. Like, now what? I'm up. I'm, I'm up. up. What you going to do? But you continue to stay down. You know? But now you want to throw that just, up in her being face. obedient. Saying she stood up. But, See, you just baited her in. You wanted her to be show on camera that she might be aggressive. But you really... Other aggressive. You really one. baited her in. Yeah. Wendy, I think Wendy and Candace... That's like the same people way. who say, hit me, I'll sue. You you keep on talking. Won't that person get agitated? She'll so hit you so, so you can't can get a lawsuit. And, and say you, you were assaulted. And that's exactly what's going on. And that's what's, that's what's, that's what's going on. You told her to go to stand You keep up. on running your mouth all because you want to put the law on somebody. Like, just be quiet. Yeah. Like, de-escalate. Right. So, child, this was a lot, a lot, a lot. I think Ken, I think Ashley didn't have too much in this episode. Everybody she had, had her stuff. comments about the um, colorism Yeah, but they did enough of her when she first, applied. First part. When she, you know, <laughs> saying that she was sorry that at, at home. That's how Candace felt. Yeah, and I'm sorry too if it's how Candace feels on the show. Like, so it may be something that's deeper than what we can see on the show. But based on all all seven all seven seasons, what we've seen, what we've on seen camera. on camera, allegedly, you know, I don't feel like it's a colorism thing when it comes down to it. Because if it was, you would have been gone if it was like that. You know what I mean? Because you are darker on the show, so yeah, I don't see why they, they chose Monique to leave. So you know why? You and know, they wouldn't have invited Wendy on the show. They wouldn't have invited Wendy because she she way darker than you. So it's like I don't I don't get it. Um, probably won't ever get it. You know what I mean? Because we don't know how you exactly feel, and like I said, we don't know what's going on off camera. But um, I said I want to apologize to Candice if you feel that way. If I said anything, but I just feel like it just not I don't I don't get those vibes from these girls. It would have been better if she had an exact scenario to show she did. that this would happen. Mm-hmm. All she but had all she had was a generic thing. um a generic discussion. It wasn't anything specific with this cast yeah. that so and so did this to me because of my color. Yeah, I think I think Karen tried to help her with her um 
examples. But I think, but I think her 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 real issue is with the fans, not the castmates. Yeah, and I think that's where she fell flat at. Her issue is probably with how she is received in public with the fans. People don't like her, but they like Robin Mm -hmm. because of saying that. She's the one that's aggressive. She's the one that's always going to fight and all that because she's darker skinned. They call her the mean, you know, angry black woman per se. And they're not doing the same with Robin, which is why she brought up the whole scenarios with her. Robin, you know, getting in the face with um Wendy. Robin getting in the face with um, yeah. Monique. So I think that was what she's trying to say. But her her discussion was like, which is what Giselle and Ashley were confused at. Like, what happened on this set? That show it was colorism going on, right? And but so, I think she's worried about the public's opinion. But the public's opinion, and I'm I'm the public, and I'm gonna let you know what my opinion is, Candace. My opinion on this is, you know what? They really talking to Twitter. Yeah, but I'm gonna let you know about. about We're not about on Amber. Twitter. Don't but, but I'm gonna Twitter. let you know this. Let's say this again. So difference between you and Robin is this: Robin, when she get up, she is backing up what she say. Or what somebody else has said, or you know, like she ride or die for Giselle, you know, all this kind of stuff. She she's kind of like in a defense mode. She's not the the the, the crap starter. You are the crap starter, and, that, and that's what people don't. That's what you fail to realize. Yeah, Robin will get up and put some fingers in the face. She'll get in somebody's face. She don't back down to nobody if who's saying something about her. I like that about her. That's the type of person I am. Okay, I identify with, we with Robin. We ain't gonna start no mess. I ain't gonna start no mess, but I'll finish back it. it up. I will finish I'm it. Not gonna start anything. And so you started, and you want to get folks fired. Yeah, now that's privilege. And that's privilege. That's that's a privilege mentality that you have, Candace. When you are running your mouth, show, but you want to rely your on mouth, the and law. you want to cry like, "Oh, some glass got on me." Oh, all that kind of stuff. It's like you want to, and you say some hurtful stuff. I eat the stuff you said about Giselle Uterus this this season. That's that's enough to get your behind beat down. You know what I'm saying? But it, but you say stuff and you hide, you throw rocks and hide your hand when it comes down to it. So, like I said again, you and Robin ain't got no comparison. But anyways, back on the <laughs> okay, on the on the Grand Dame. Okay, so Grand Dame, they were talking about how um, she's been kind of like stealing, people's, stealing ideas. people's ideas left and right, stealing the candle thing from Wendy, stealing the live show from from Shady. Wendy said she Shady had a boots, two week, it is. two week candle hunter. She said I'm doing three week. I'm doing three week. Then it's not the same. They say doing a um, they're putting out doing a live show for their podcast, Giselle and Robert's podcast. She gotta get her one. But her show is nothing about a live show. It was a. Like a variety show. Yeah, and it's like somebody else done that. That's somebody else's lane you're going into. So her show was not good. It wasn't. Like what is this about? Like basically you were hosting a show. Yeah. It had nothing to do with you. Right. Because you don't have any talent like that. And people were trying and, to and then she was like come for um Yeah, but my inspiration was Karen Burnett. No, it wasn't. You didn't want to be you didn't want to be saying that because people were saying something about it. Like that was not your type of show. Right, so Grand Dom, they caught you in them lies, and, but and, you tried and, to. Yeah, and she said you tried. I to, really did. Um, <laughs> said before I had my I had my company before yours, and I didn't want to, you know, your parade. Her, or yeah, because I, I already had that in the works. No, she, she gives her Grand Dom responses, honey. No. And it's like they can't pin her down too, but everybody said everybody kind of 
They knew what was up. She yeah, she and she had to laugh her own self. Like, girl, go. Girl, Everybody no. was like, um, okay. You did not have that. Mm, they were like, um, oh, okay. You was biting on that girl idea. Don't do that. So I mean, overall, it was a great, great episode. It's just a, it just did not do a lot of um, you know, yeah. finding a lot of people out and then admitting to them being wrong. Nobody yeah. admitted nothing. And we'll talk to you guys about well, episode well reunion part three. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Next week. All right, so let's move on to our travel tips and tricks. All right, this week, um, I want to let you guys know that, okay, I do a lot of um, city passes. You know, they may have, like, different, um, when you go to a different, you know, domestic city, they may have a pass. You can go to different tours, um, some different kind of excursions, whatever like that you can do, all in, like, lumped into one. So that's a good thing to do as far as when you're in a city, you want to see a little bit of everything. Uh, get grab you a city pass. It get definitely gives you more um, culture. Let you know, you know, about the town that you're in, the city, and also, you know, let you have a little fun. Sometimes you add in a little bit of thrill seeking things in there as well. So grab you a city pass. Definitely um, a great bargain if you are, you know, just want to find some things to do in the city that you're in. So that's that uh, for this week. Uh, please follow us on Facebook, IG, and TikTok, and YouTube. And always, always remember, visualize the life you want and make it visible. Bye, guys. Bye.